The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father, mother, spouse, and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even their life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000. If he cannot, then why the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, whoever of you does not give up all their possession cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. So this is, this is a familiar Gospel and readings today. But it's also good that from time to time, these readings are read and we also reflect on our journey so far. And I'm sure every one of us here at some point had considered the cost of following Jesus and decided to follow Jesus. Uh, but today again, we are asked to reflect on our decision are people laughing at us? Are we disappointed with our decisions? Is it really what we considered from the beginning that we are experiencing as followers of Christ? Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, Following Jesus requires some planning and budgeting. Every organization does that, and even on the family level, we plan at the beginning of the year, giving your income and salary, how you are going to cater for yourself and all that concerns you. What is it going to cost me? What am I willing and ready to sacrifice to follow Jesus? Now. The interesting thing is that when you are considering, the, when you are planning and thinking of following Jesus, it is not so much of what you are going to gain, of the benefits you will get, 
but what you are willing to do on your own free will to follow Jesus. Now, because Jesus is not, following Jesus is not a means to an end. Jesus himself is an end. And Jesus is enough. Again, Jesus is more than enough. So the decision to follow Jesus is not for some benefits after. It is all that you can get, Jesus. Uh, so if you understand it this way, you will not be disappointed. All that you can get is Jesus, and Jesus is everything. After receiving Jesus, after following him, we don't expect anything again apart from Jesus. Now, following Jesus requires personal decision, knowing what it is going to cost you. You may be hated and separated from your family. You may be hated by friends. You may be hated by the society where you live. You may be hated by the world. Simply put, it is not easy to follow Jesus. One has to personally decide to follow Jesus after counting its cost without any cohesion. And Jesus did not paint a life, a, 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 life, a, a rosy life without troubles, no. It's a personal decision and nobody is forced to follow Jesus. So we can decide to follow him or we can decide to remain on our own. And in making our decision to follow Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit. The decision to follow Jesus is a gift. And the, um, and the cause of following Jesus may be considered unacceptable by those who think in human terms, when you begin to think in terms of money, gains, benefits, it is unacceptable to follow Jesus. It's like losing everything and not gaining anything, even your life. So those who think in terms of human, from the human perspective, it is not worthwhile. They can be understood and accepted only by those who have been granted wisdom from above. Wisdom, as we read in the first reading. So this decision to follow Jesus, to be committed to Jesus and to consistently be his disciples, requires wisdom from above. And that is why in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 10 to 16, he writes, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess the Spirit. Now he says, the unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are fully to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So again, a way to 
understand and evaluate and also look at what we have been doing in our lives as Christians is to continue to ask the Holy Spirit to come to us as we consider the cost of following Jesus every day of our lives, as we consider carrying our cross to follow Jesus every day of our lives. A man had to endure a lot of trials, troubles, temptations, and tribulation in his life. This man wanted to follow Jesus, and everything was going against him. And in a moment of deep depression, he asked God why he was constantly being exposed to suffering and pain. He was disappointed in God. And God answered his question in a dream. This is the answer. So God showed him a vision in a dream. He saw a large crowd of people moving forward towards heaven along with him. Each person was carrying a wooden cross. Later, he examined his, his cross and found that it was longer than the crosses carried by many of his fellow, fellow travelers. He wanted to lessen his burden. He saw a carpenter's saw on the way. Happily, he cut away a large portion of the main leg of the cross using the saw he saw on the way. He marched forward faster with a lighter load in a better mood. Oh, this is lighter now. So the heaven of happiness was seen at a distance. He moved fast to reach his destination at the earliest. Suddenly, he saw a chasm, a gully, a deep crack or opening in the ground before him. His colleagues were seen to place their crosses across the gully like a bridge and easily walk along the cross to cross the gully. Their crosses were of the correct length to, the cross, to cross the, the gully. But his shortened cross was too short to help him. He stood alone, helpless and hopeless, while all others easily crossed the gully using their own crosses and rushed to reach the promised land. He lamented that he had blocked his path to glory by foolishly shortening his cross. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So God has a reason for giving us whichever cross or crosses we are carrying. And all we need is to ask God to give us the grace to carry such crosses or a cross as the case may be. For the past two years, we have been carrying a common cross, the cross of COVID-19 and the outbreak. And because of that, the churches, no, no public masses, and we're all asked to go home and the bishop pronounced a dispensation that if you don't attend Sunday Mass, it's not a sin. Ordinarily, if you don't attend a Sunday Mass, you have to go to confession. So he, he, he promulgated a dispensation. Now, confident that we had fought and are defeating this virus, the bishop deems it necessary that we come together again. 
It is powerful when we come together to worship. I think we know that. Like the, when we come together in unity, in agreement, and we are worshiping the power, the energy, the frequency, our environment is charged such that those who are sick are healed, those who are depressed regain strength and power, those who are sad begin to feel happy. That is what our coming together does to us. And somebody was telling me at the beginning of the Mass, this Mass used to be packed full, and now we have only a handful, handful of people at Mass. So uh, the bishop, I read from his letter, it is appropriate, therefore, that I now lift the dispensation from Mass and remind you of the need to gather to celebrate our faith. The general dispensation from the Sunday obligation is hereby abrogated, effective 6 September 2022. What that means is that the dispensation that if you don't come to Mass, uh, is no, you no longer require any confession or it's not a sin, has been abrogated. From the 6th of September, we are all required to return to Mass in person. This is not done in any way to create hardship, but to do as the church has done from the beginning, that is, to emphasize what is important for our lives as Catholic Christians. In this spirit, then, I extend an invitation to all the faithful to return to the celebration of the Sunday Eucharist, the Supper of the Lamb, and to the other sacraments. We are members of the, bodies of, of the body of Christ, the church, who together participate in the sharing of the body and blood of Christ, the Eucharist, so that we may become that which we eat, that is, Christ who serves others. So we pray, dear brothers and sisters, at this Mass, for that courage to carry our cross, for the spirit of wisdom to discern and to decide to follow Jesus with commitment and with consistency and the power to remain faithful as we follow Christ all the days of our lives.